I'm going to quickly pop to the toilet again before we uh, no begin. Let's see what happens when you drink. Do, 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 do. You've taken me to the loo again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no sound effects. This is the beauty of having it on my phone now. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call it the beauty. <laughs> wow. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, remember? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with host Anne, and I'm here with Dave. Hi. And we've got a lot to talk about this week, which makes a contrast to last week where we had like nothing to talk about, we managed to talk mm-hmm. for ages. Um, <laughs> this time we've got a lot to plough through. Um, we'll start with video games and we'll jump straight in with Child of Light. That's what you've been playing, Dave. Um, Completed. Oh, I finished it. Finished it today, yeah, because obviously we had to delay the podcast by a day because uh, my mum and dad was too excited to wait. They couldn't wait until they came round straight after they watched Dunkirk to, to nag my head off. And uh, I completed it today, yeah. That's uh, good. What did you think? Um, I would have given it a 9 out of 10 if it weren't for the really irritating dialogue. Um, okay. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, Just because of the I dialogue? Yeah, the dialogue really good. I ended up skipping the last third of the story. I just couldn't be bothered reading it anymore. It was just... It, was it the amount it, or was it the, the rhyming element? Um, I, I think the rhyming element got on my nerves after a bit. Like I said to you, if there was a voice actor involved, it would have been a lot better. Um, just reading it, the way the text actually worked, having to keep tapping next instead of just having the whole rhyme there for you to read would have been a lot better, but then... Tapex. Okay, there's the first line. Tapex. And it seemed to take ages for the text to appear. And uh, it just I just found it great and really, really annoying after a while. It got on my nerves after about the first 40 minutes, maybe hour. Mm. Then about halfway, I was thinking, I'm going to start skipping chats. And then when you seem to pick up new members of the team and then you'd have a little battle and then they'd start talking to all the other members and it was just... <laughs> really frustrating then I just skipped it basically skipped all the chatting after the child of light um, he's betrayed that part in the game mm. basically skipped everything from there on in yeah pretty but, sad but, but I, I kind of got the gist of the story well it's, yes. it's a retelling of um, Sleeping Beauty isn't it is it I think so because she's oh, Aurora right. and that's the name of Sleeping Beauty and I'm pretty sure it is just not the Disney version. It's probably based more off the classic. Well, they don't. This is where a lot of people, especially my friends, make this mistake. They think like Disney write these stories and they don't. No, they're, just, they're old fables. They're just fables, they? yeah. And you know, like, oh, Disney wrote Prince. No, they didn't write that. No, they didn't write that either. They, no. they gave an interpretation of it. No, I mean, even to be fair, even Pixar have come under a lot of scrutiny for some of their films that you know they've ripped off stories from children's authors. Have they? Yes, they have. Oh, I would not hear a bad word said against Pixar. No, I'm a big <laughs> Pixar fan, but, you know, because they, they won't make a film unless it's made inside their studio, will they? Mm. The story has to come from someone within their studio. Everybody gets to pitch. Mm. Um, they've been accused yeah. of pinching, have they? Yeah, um, I don't know what happened with the Finding Nemo court case, actually. I'll have to look into that. Court case? 
Yeah, um, it was quite a um, bit of a coincidence. Like the book was based on a clownfish. Oh, it's a bit close to the bone, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It could just be coincidence. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, what was we on about? Childlike, yeah. So yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) I really enjoyed the battle system. I did play on casual because I'm not very good at um, role play games. Um, It got got very easy towards the end. I had a lot of spells um, and healing potions and etc. I found the last boss quite hard. Um, no, um, I, I'm going to say for my own dignity that I didn't play it on casual. Then <laughs> you played it on expert, not expert. No, is that oh, you're lying. It's casual or expert. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I probably did play it on casual then, but I found the last well, one was just, quite tricky. But I fought every time I saw an opponent or an enemy, I fought them to get my levels up. I, I learned I that the, the hard way. way. Yeah, I learned that through Nino Cooney. But was you just attacking every time? Was you actually healing? Using your potions to strengthen. I was doing um, all of that. Yeah, you had to. Was there? Mm. Yeah. Well, it depends on the combination you use. I just use the, you know, the soldier who gets turned into what's his name begins with O. Odegla or something. I can't remember. No, it's He's one of the Queen's guards. You know, betrayed her. And then um, I used the little kind of elf guy, the Lemurian, called Finn. And he yeah. was a magician, but he was a lot more powerful than um, Aurora. And, uh, yeah, I kind of blitzed it, really. Good game. Really enjoyed it. Like I say, 8 or 10, I would have given it um, a 9. But For the rhyme. But, yeah, like, um, was it... What was that Zelda game I played? Wind Waker. Yeah, when the, the talking, that's like... Oh, that is, isn't it? Kind of... <laughs> the dialogue and then the background. Yeah. Like Stick Bold, but you like Stick Bold. But Stick Bold, kind of, you can kind of hear some of the pronunciations in there a little bit. You can. And don't forget, um, stick bolds, cutscenes of what? Let's have a guess. Yeah, about 30 40 seconds. 40 seconds, yeah. yeah and sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. Let's not, let's not be, be right, stick bold. Of course, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bloody comedy. Right, you've also been playing Overcooked. Yes. I'm very keen to hear about this, because I, I said... I was waiting for this to come out on Switch because this is the sort of game I want to play handheld. It's mm-hmm. currently on sale on PlayStation Store for seven quid, did you say? Say it again, mate. It's on sale for seven quid, is that what you said? Yeah, it's six pounds odd and then it's seven pound thirty nine, which is like that's got everything in it. But then there's another version for eight pounds. They might have taken one of these versions off. Which has got everything in it as well. So obviously I opted for the seven pound forty version and got everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on PlayStation Store. Yeah, you know, it snuck out on Switch yesterday, and it's seventeen pounds, which is yeah. a big difference. It's a bit naughty to release at the same time, and that's that when it's on sale on another system. It's I'm not blaming it, isn't it? Because it's yes, not, yeah, it's not the company's, it's not the game's fault. I suppose it's the way Nintendo do their, you know, their whatever it is they, um, do they call it. Mm, Check yeah, the games. Schedule. I wonder yeah. if Sony knew and that's why they've slashed it on their store. I don't think Sony decide what goes on sale, to be honest. I think it's just a case of Sony. Some say. I don't think they have a say. I think they, they reach out. That's they, how I think it say works. Who wants to go on that's sale. my opinion on it all. And I think that's what happens with PlayStation Plus. 
Sony probably have a studio saying we want to put it on and then they negotiate over a fee. I mean, we'll talk about this in a little bit about PlayStation Plus going up, but I've always been interested in how they work out the fees. I mean, is it a case of Sony say, let's let's just have a guessing game here. Say it's Until Dawn, right? Let's just say Until Dawn isn't a first-party game. Do Sony say to them, right, we're going to give you a million pounds, we're going to put it on PlayStation Plus, end of story, or do Sony say, okay, this is how it works. Give you £100,000 up front. <laughs> this is obviously guessing work. It's guess, complete guesswork. Yeah, it's all. And then they say to them, every, every 100,000 downloads or added to libraries, we will give you another X amount of pounds, £10,000, dollars, whatever. Or is it just a case of it's one set amount? Because the last two months we've had two pretty big hitters in Until Dawn and Just Cause 3. I'm not just saying Just Cause 3 is this time around, isn't it? Yeah, and that's not saying they're great games, because although I think Until Dawn is a great game. Um, yeah, I just think that they are proper AAA games which cost a lot of money to make. Mm. So, again, we'll touch on this when we talk about PlayStation Plus price increase, but how does it work? How do, you know, games cost more to make now. Does that mean if you want those AAA games off PlayStation Plus and games with gold, will the price increase have to come? Yeah. Should we just jump in and talk about the price increase? Because we're kind of on it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of going in with it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's just, just the PlayStation Plus price is going up from, is it about 35 quid normally? It's it's £40 officially. Right. I think it's £15 for three months and it's £6 per month. Um, and it's a 25% increase from £40 for your annual subscription to 60 No, to 50 sorry. 50 yeah. Yeah. So that's not... A, yeah. It's, it's not a it's huge you, amount. When you say it's a 25% increase, it is a huge amount. But when you do the maths and say, oh, that's, 80, that's 80p more a month, it's not. <laughs> no, it really isn't. And... You, like myself, have probably been nicking it for £32, £33 for the last few years anyway. You probably did because you ended up buying three years' worth. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm good for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it, you know, um, oh, God, I've lost my, thought, my train of thought then. It is a big jump, but at the same time, like I said to someone who didn't like my opinion on it, not opinion, just a fact I was saying was it's I think it's the first annual price increase in the UK we've had since they started charging for it I don't remember one before yeah mm, I know they increased the monthly to £6 a month and I think that might have gone up again to £7 a month something mm. like that I think I could be wrong about that but we, I knew this was coming anyway they've increased it in certain territories around the world in the last year anyway so I think we'd mentioned this before. It was yeah. always on the cards. In my opinion now, what Sony needs to do is not start saying, right, you can have two AAA games a month like people on the internet are going mad about. <laughs> I think they have to offer better value. I think they have to offer um, discounts on PlayStation now for PlayStation Plus subscribers, discounts on rentals, more than films. just... Yeah, more than just discounts on the sale items and pre-orders... I think they've got to go, they've got to give better value. I mean, little things like on on my, on Xbox that they have is you can gift people video games, 
you can make wish lists. You can't, I don't think, I'm not sure if you can do that on Xbox yet. Somebody told me you can, but you can only make wish lists on your PC <laughs> for the PlayStation, PlayStation Store. Yeah, on your app, you, you can do it on your app, can't you, on your phone? Yeah, but why can't you do it on your bloody computer where you actually, where the majority of people actually purchase their games Yeah. on the console? Um, they need to get a refund system in there like Microsoft have a proper refund system. Um, yeah, that would be a good idea. There just needs to be better value there, um, a better service. I, I, to be honest, I don't think they need to change anything from the way it is. I think all these things you just said would be good, and if it brings it in line with Microsoft, I think it's a good idea to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the price hike's that No, I don't think it's, it's, it's drastic, but I can understand why... Some people aren't over the moon about it. You know, like, some of them are going, it's ridiculous, some of the comments I've read there. Well, I want at least three AAA games a month now. I think, what, you're paying an extra 80p a month, and you think Sony have now got to give you three AAA games a month. And then somebody says, I've sub for the last, is it three or four years, PlayStation 4's been out, and we haven't had a single good PlayStation Plus game in all that time. I'm thinking, so why have you been subbing? Mm. Unless you're playing, if you're playing online, then I understand that. But if you know you're getting your money's worth through the online, well, I don't know, mate. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I should have seen this coming, shouldn't we? The high. I mean, you say you did, but I mean, the the it should have. We should have seen it coming like imminently because yeah, last month it was Until Dawn, fantastic game. Month yeah. before that, it was a uh, str- uh, stranger. What's it called? <laughs> Why can I never remember this game member on the pod? Oh, life is strange. Life is strange. Yeah, yeah. Like some proper, proper excellent games. Good times. Yeah. Like just announced the price hike. It is. It, it is. Yeah. Um. But I think, at the same time, like I know you normally get three to four PlayStation Four games a month, but I do think they've got a like this week. The American store had ninety nine cents rentals. Sony have got to start chucking... I know it's different territories and all that stuff, but they've got to start offering more than just discounts on sales because they're making the money... They're making a, a ton of money anyway every time you buy a sale item. Yeah. So the, I do think there needs to be more on offer there for people. That's just my opinion. I think if you're going to ask for more money, you, you've got to give... Cause someone said to me, well, you're paying for the online anyway. I said, but I don't. I only sub to Plus, really, for the games. And if the games really did get worse, and I thought to myself, well, you know what? There's nothing out this month that I want. I might go down the monthly route. Nah. I wouldn't want to, because there's games <laughs> that I like to play, like Dead by Dawn, yeah, Dead by Daylight, sorry. You can't play them if you're not signed up, can you? No, but that's what I'm saying. I could play them in that month, and I'd know, well, I've got to get my money's worth this month on that. And you know where I am with my multiplayer games. I'm all over them for a month, and then I don't touch them for a month or two. Yeah, when you conv- after you just convinced me to buy them, <laughs> you stop yeah, playing yeah, them. Yeah, 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 I'm like, right, I'm done with that now, Ant. <laughs> you should buy this other one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think they've kind of got you if you want to even just dabble online. Like, yeah, I hardly ever play online, but I, I would, I'd feel like it was missing if I couldn't just do it whenever I wanted. The other thing that, as well, is like, AAA games cost a lot more to make now. Is I'm not saying it, it, this is the reason, but our studio saying, look, you can have this game, but what you paid last time on the PS3 for X game, 
it's going to be near enough double this time round. And Sony are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because they want to put AAA games on there. And some of these studios like Just Cause Free, their games flopped. But at the same time, they're not obliged to give their game away. Yeah, it's tricky. Maybe that's why they've bumped it out. Like you say, they're going to have to offer more perks to the devs. Yeah. Makes sense. But we got some uh, big games this month. Yes, we did. We got Assassin's, uh, Assassin's yeah. Creed Freedom Cry, which is um, not a... F- well, it is a full-fledged game, isn't it, really? But, I mean, it's not um, one of the main... It's an expansion, the, yeah. and, and, it, and it, from what I've heard, it is a good expansion, like a meaty expansion. That's going to take up a lot of space on the old hard drive, isn't it? I don't think it does. I could tell you if I am. I'll turn my PS4 on a bit, I could tell you. But I don't think it did. But don't quote me on that either. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Dude? Yeah. I've just sat there. All right. Um, the other big game is Just Cause 3. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really interest me, but that is a big, big game. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, where I'm not really overly interested in playing it, but it's there. It's in the library. Yeah. And if you ever fancy that AAA open world, you know you can just download one and play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, good. yeah. It does, it does get um, good reviews and people rave about it. It's just never quite appealed to me. It's a bit more like um, Saints Row doesn't appeal to me. It's just a bit too stupid and over the top. Yeah, Saints Row for me is just, I can't get into it. It's just too, it's too far. Yeah, it's, it's just stupid. The absurdity and the, I like a laugh and that, but that's kind of like really, uh, toilet humour, I kind of like that stuff, but that's just what, too far. Yeah. It's for, you know what I mean? it's for the teenagers, I'd say that one. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, two other games that are on PlayStation Plus for August that we think, we're not 100% sure, but we think are going to be available on PlayStation 4 are Down Well. Mm-hmm. That's Down Well. I don't know about this one. And Super Mother Load. I don't know what that is. Super Mother Load. Yeah. No. These are like Vita PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Like on both, aren't they? So they're pretty quite small, probably. But the main ones are Assassin's Creed, Freedom Cry, and Just Cause Three. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to try Assassin's Creed. I haven't had an Assassin's Creed game for ages. Yeah, I probably I might dive into that actually when a few people do because I love there might be more people to talk about it to yeah. while I'm playing it. Plus, yeah. there's that that I I do feel like I'm ready to jump into the Assassin's Creed universe again. I don't really want to buy the new game and I have been tempted by Syndicate but I suppose I could just download that and play it yeah well I say download it I already own it <laughs> oh god yeah you bought it and never played it yeah you should yeah. get that tattooed on you somewhere bought it yeah list of games <laughs> I should make a list mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a game I've been playing uh, speaking of the sales the the, the uh, Playstation VR had its first sort of proper sale and a whole yeah. bunch of VR games went into the sale and I picked up a few I've, um, I've been playing one called Static I'd never really noticed this game before until it went in the sale and shame on me because as soon as I saw it I loved the premise and thought I'm going to get this didn't read yeah. any reviews it had a demo, I didn't even try the demo I just thought this looks like it's going to be good it had a high star rating in the store and it had lots of quotes in like the trailer of how good it was Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched any videos on it? Um, I did watch one when it came out, but I can't remember because it's been quite a while. Basically, you're sat in a chair, 
for the yeah. whole game. You're just this person in a chair, mm-hmm. and your hands, obviously in VR, so you can see your body and you can see your arms, and your arms disappear. You can't see your hands; they disappear into a box, mm-hmm. a little um, gadgety box. They're like clamped around your hands. Yeah, and basically each each level, I guess you'd call it, is a different box. And it's a puzzle. You have to figure it out. Um, so all your buttons on your pad, because you uses the pad, do something different. They control the box in different ways. Yeah. And you just got to get through each level, solving the puzzles on your hands. The box never comes off. You never like free the box. And there's always mm-hmm. this uh, doctor scientist guy sat in the room with you, telling you what to do. And each each one's really quite different. There was one where um. On top of the box on my lap, I had there was like a monitor, and I could yeah. see. And I, I was obviously controlling a remote control car with a camera, so I was yeah. seeing what the camera on the car could see on the box yeah. within VR. But I had to break the car out of its little room and then drive it around and solve loads of puzzles using the car's camera to feed me information. Mm. That was really clever. The whole thing is um. It had a sort of, um, uh, what's it called, portal vibe, where you're sort of, you're being mm. tested, you're under the microscope, you're being examined. Yeah. I'm not even sure I was human, I may have been an android, I'm not sure. And at the end of each level, there's like a, another level where you unlock bits of uh, a bigger puzzle, which you have to piece together, literally a, a jigsaw puzzle, a 3D jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So that was like a separate puzzle. That's where I got stuck, actually. Well, after the first level, I solved the first box. And I just yeah. couldn't figure out what I was doing in this. Because it's like a void. You didn't have this void. It's just like a big empty space, wires everywhere. You can't see your body anymore. And you don't have hands. You just use the pad to control these shapes to make the to make this puzzle. And I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what I was doing in that room. It was too weird, too abstract. Uh, but once I, once I figured it out... Um, and ploughed on with the rest of the game. It took about two or three evenings to do the whole game. But the puzzles were so... The, the right pitch for me. They just Everything clicked at just the right time before it got annoying or frustrating. So good. Shape puzzles, yeah. sound puzzles, feedback puzzles in the pad, every, every sort of puzzle you could imagine. And it wasn't just the box was the puzzle. You had to look around the room, engage in other things around the room to help solve the puzzle on the box. It's really clever. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. <laughs> Five yeah, star. Really? Yeah. What is that quite a two ten out of ten? Uh I'd say nine out of ten. It's it was yeah, just a bit short. It? When you go, like, I always use five five stars for films and the ten for games. Yeah, it was just it I was, found with it films was a bit it short. Do, there's a little bit less with films to kind of consider like with games it could be Another films you've got like realistically cinematography, yeah, it's important, but for a lot of films it's kind of for a lot of fans anyway, they don't really get cinematography. The phone's not close to me. Do you know what I mean? With cinematography. It's yeah. for a lot of people to just go and watch a film and go, Oh that looks good, that in the CG looks good and the set pieces look good. But for someone like me, it's like, Oh my god, that's amazing and look if it's standing live snob. A lot more. You're breaking up, Dave. You're breaking up. It's because I've come in the kitchen too, sex. 
Can you still hear me now? I can hear you, but it's a bit sort of static. Push that. You know what I'm doing, don't you? Making a tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep drinking beer, because if I keep drinking beer, I can't drive in the morning, then. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Just, I just it's suddenly urge you now and then, I'm like, let's a cup of tea. I will pick yeah. up when you get back out of the kitchen. It sounds funny in the kitchen. Yeah. Two seconds. I like to be strong. I've heard the music on iTunes recently. You done what? Bought lots of music on iTunes. I've only spent it twelve in the last one. Oh yeah. Mm. Why don't you just sub to Spotify? You what? Why don't you just sub to Spotify? No, I don't own it to me. I find more. It sounds stupid, doesn't it? What's the sub to Spotify? Six pound a month. Yeah. Yeah, I pay that like on a, an average for an album per month. Yeah. But I like buying my albums. Like I bought Dunkirk the album. I bought Queens of the Stone Age. Is Journey on there? Journey. Spotify. Yeah. What do you mean, Journey? Journey, the video game album. I don't know. That's three pounds, or it's beautiful. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't. You should check it out. I love Journey, but, as everyone but knows. Open, open things. That's actually kills all of us. Yeah, you never kills that one. Kills on two. Soundtrack. Oh, I can't Mate, remember that. Kills music, the violin at the start. Absolutely stunning. The bloke, obviously, Dutch, who wrote it. I can't think of his surname, but his name. It's beautiful. Check it out. Right, back in here. Right. Is that better? Yeah, it still sounds funny. Two sticks. How about now? Still sounds a bit off. Oh dear. How are we doing? A bit clearer, just not as clear as it normally is. Hmm. What's that? Is there something on the mic or something? You're using a different no. mic. No, same as normal. Can I put it on and ring back? Yeah, let's go for a ring back. Okay. Better? Yeah, much better. Is it sound crackly still? No, it sounds perfect. Well, let's get on with it then. Let's plow on, yeah. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm done with my um, film and game rating system analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Comparison, I should say. Cool, right. Let's move on. Let's talk about... No, I've got your back sounding good. Let's talk about... Um, you finished Absolute Drift. Yes. Top down about oh, yeah. it's, it's like, corners. Ouch. It's kind of played from a yeah, top bird's eye view. Um kind of imagine micro machines, but the actual cars and it have a lot more weight to them and there's a lot of throttle feathering the throttle going into it to get the, the drifting right because there's more than just drifting around corners, there's little hubs, hub worlds where you can perform tricks around, you know, like telegraph poles, um, ramps, 
stuff like that. And then the actual challenge levels, where some of them are like highways, no, no opposing vehicles. Some of them are like um, courses, and then you've got like another like kind of tiny hub world. And you just got to try and beat certain challenges in each of them, like school, certain amounts, and um, drift for seven seconds, which is a lot harder than it sounds. Hmm. Um, it sounds hard. I'm rubbish at drifting. It, 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 it's, it is tough, but once you get into it, it's not as bad as you might think. And then there's the um, the combo system where, like, the longer you keep drifting and performing tricks and stuff, the combo meter keeps climbing and. Some of the challenges are like get to a 25 times combo, which is quite tough, but it's really rewarding. Um, I completed it, but I carried on um, to get the platinum. I just I felt like it was one of those games where I knew I could do it. It was challenging, but I knew I could do it, and one of those priority platinums to have. Mm. Yeah, but it was a good game, and I highly recommend it if people, if anyone likes the drifting on Drive Club or. You know any kind of drifting in games, then I'd recommend getting it because it it is a it is really rewarding. It's ju- it's just not my sort of game, but I know I no. knew when I saw it when I first saw it cause it pops up on the sale quite a lot, and it yeah it's got a nice artwork. I do like the way it looks. Yeah, minimalist. It's beautiful when you're playing. Yeah. Good soundtrack as well. I thought, oh yeah, Dave's going to see that. Dave's going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's... your sort of game. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was going to buy it, but I don't know why I didn't. I think I must have forgot I was playing something else. But when I got into it, and then my friend messaged me on PSN and says, I'm looking through the sale, the Japan sale. Is there anything you'd recommend? And I says, what's in there? And I had a look, and I says, get to Absolute Drift. I said, it's brilliant. And he got it and then messaged me, which reminded me. He says, I've been beating your scores. I was like, oh. So I kind of got back on it. And uh, we kind of platinumed it within a day of each other. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. It is a really good game. Like I say, I highly recommend it, especially in a sale to people who enjoy mm. the genre. Yeah, I picked up um, back in the sale. I got um, Klaus. I think I spoke about this in the previous episode. Now it's yeah. never in the sale. When's it ever going to go on sale? Yeah. And then you messaged me and said Klaus is in the sale. And yeah. it was, was it a five or a six pound? I think it was £6, because I was going to buy it, and I didn't buy it, and I was kind of like, there's too much stuff in my basket, I was like, I've got to make a decision here. Mm. I just thought, I'm going to dodge Klaus this time. Klaus, You're doing it um, I haven't played much, because I got into that static VR game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Klaus is really good, and I've looked at the Platinum, not the Platinum, looked at the trophy list, and it's a huge trophy list. I think it's a bigger game than I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. And there's some things in there, like things that it requires you to do to get certain trophies that um, mm. I hadn't hadn't predicted me having to do. There's going to be... I think the game's going to develop quite a lot and I'm going to get some abilities I wasn't expecting to have. Yeah. So I kind of ruined it a little bit by looking at the trophy list. Yeah. But um, it's just really clever. I'd forgotten how... I knew when I played the demo that I really liked it. Yeah. But I couldn't really remember quite why I liked it so why? much. But it's really clever. It's... um. It's just a 2D side-on hopping about, but as as you walk, the text appears in the level, and yeah. it's him sort of talking to himself and talking directly to you. Yeah. He doesn't remember who he is or where he is, and he's sort of trying to figure it out. He's, it's like an empty office block that he's in, and he's talking directly mm-hmm. to you and how you're helping him, because as well as him moving, you can use the... Um, 
the touchpad and you can slide around grip onto bits of scenery and then you can control it and help him guide around yeah and then every so often you'll find like a secret and you'll go in there and it's really abstract stuff like whatever direction you push you just walk left and yeah, have, yeah yeah no, i remember that yeah <laughs> yeah and you have to get to the end hit the same points but only while walking left you have to find yeah. different ways to drag him back to the right using um mm. using the scenery and using just whatever you can it's really clever yeah and I, I love it it's really um really good i can like i said i peeked at the trophies and i can i can guess what's going to happen in the next few levels but i've not got there yet but i'll get back to that and i'll i'll report back <laughs> <laughs> did you say there was a platinum uh, i can't remember if there's a platinum can't remember no it's not a platinum on static unfortunately you got 100 percent on that no, I haven't. I got there's a uh, three or four trophies, uh, a couple of hidden. Mm-hmm. But um, if there was a platinum, I'd go back and do it straight away. But I will go back to it one day because it's and I'll it's a game I'll get out and let people try on the VR because it's so clever. Yeah, and it just feels natural because you are sat down, and you know how in um you haven't played it, but if you play kitchen, yeah, uh, and your hands are tied together, so when you're holding the the joy uh, uh the pad. And yeah. you look at your hands and you twist them in the holding the pad. It looks natural in VR because your hands are tied together. And yeah. in static, it's the same. Your hands are in this box, so you can't see your hands. And you twist them, twist the pad, and it looks natural on the screen. So it's yeah, it's, it's the it's perfect. It's just <laughs> it's like they've taken all the limits of VR and built a game around those. Yeah, it's really clever. Yeah, and, and back to claps. That's really good too. <laughs> 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 I can't get enough of that static. The other yeah, game that, that does look really interesting. Yeah, if you ever get get around, I'll put you straight on that. <laughs> <laughs> the other game that um, I can't get enough of, and yes, I'm going to talk about it again. Zelda. It's fated yeah. last night, Dave, that we got interrupted, and we had to cut the podcast short and we start recording tonight because today. Yeah. my switch for the first time ever had an error and I had to restart it I was like oh okay so I rebooted it went back into Zelda where I was where it kicked me out of yeah. and I went back in and my uh, shrine sensor started going off and I found my last shrine I found them all now so you've done it you've 100% of the game 100% of the shrines oh there's still like 400 Korak seeds to find come on Dave <laughs> this is the game that just keeps giving I couldn't be bothered with that after that that's like it's like GTA when I play GTA um, I like to have a dick around between missions like when I buy I try to do two three missions a night then I like to have a dick around but once I've completed the story I don't care about building up a fortune and buying cars and suits I'm done then yeah and I don't care for GTA online or anything I'm not saying it's bad it just doesn't do nothing for me yeah but to be fair, now I found the last shrine, which I wasn't yeah. expecting to find. I thought it'd be a shrine that wouldn't show up on my uh, with the shrine tracker. I thought it would be one that I had to to unearth, yeah, like do lots of little mini things and get it to pop. But it just appeared. It just started pinging on my on my shrine thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" And it took me a while to find it. Still, it was very well <laughs> hidden, but I did find it. And the only disappointment was. 
there's a there's a quite a lot of shrines where it's just you go in and there's um an enemy to fight and it's always the same enemy it'll get yeah. harder or you know sometimes they're really hard sometimes they're not so hard but it was just one of those so it wasn't like a a puzzly one which was a shame yeah. to end on that one <sighs> but when I finished it the last because each one has like a, a person inside that gives you the power orb and then disappears he's given me a, like, a place to go and get a reward it's called the monk's reward and I haven't been and found that yet but anyway, Zelda's making you yawn again, so I'll shut up about Zelda. Can you hear me yawning? I can hear you yawning. Yeah. <laughs> You're very subtle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, it's all that drink I've had today. No, but to be fair, I've, I've been reading a lot about Zelda on the forum again because a lot of people are play, still playing it, heading back into it. Mm. It does sound good, but it's just the, like I've, I keep saying, it's the weapon degradation. It's just a big no-no for me. You just You should try it. I can't. Yes. I can't get. It. I I can't be bothered with that kind of stuff. It's like if the next God of War come out and they says, um, "Your weapons will wear out, and you just have to keep finding new weapons over and over." I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to bother with it then. But it's part really of the survival element. I don't do stuff like that though. It just it doesn't tick any boxes for me. Survival in, in games like that, like in Resident Evil, survival horror. Right? I don't know why they call it survival horror really because it's. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it has got elements of survival, but it's just any typical video game cliche, isn't it? Like, don't die. Mm. Whereas in games like Don't Starve and Zelda and stuff, the survival elements, they do nothing for me. Mm. It's like if Red Dead Redemption 2 it had something like that, I'd just be like, I'm not going to bother now. It would totally put me off. Mm. That's, I, I, a, I mean, I admit, I'm used to it now, but when yeah. I first started playing Zelda and this Zelda the first time the weapons degenerate um, it was surprising how quickly it happened mm. like a brand new weapon you've just found if you go up against quite a tough enemy and you're and it's not a very good weapon it can break before you finish beating that enemy beating yeah it's really quick but it's, it gets to be just part of the puzzle I don't know. Actually, I wouldn't recommend it to you on the Wii U. I think this game is it lives on the Switch because you can take it anyway. You can pick it up five minutes, do a bit more, put it down. It's perfect. Yeah, I don't really get that type type of gaming time nowadays. What the little, like, little bits? Yeah, I don't get like to move around and game, and I kind of addicted to Golf Clash on the on the iPhone. Mm. So I'd probably never get to use use it really and I wouldn't have nothing to carry it around in. but yeah so what else have been playing is there anything else from... uh, I played That's You I need the to game. have a crack at that it's so good it's such good fun I played it with um. Oh, let's explain it it's the new Playlink thing on Playstation 4 and it's free this month and next month on um. oh and next month yeah it's still free next month oh I never knew that yeah it's part of the Playstation Plus again Um, it's very simple Actually, it's it's quite high, high um, like high production, really. Yeah. Considering it's not a lot going on, but everyone is six players, and everyone who's playing doesn't use a pad; they use their phone or an iPad. Download the app; it's about hundred megabyte, and uh, it's free. Obviously, the game is normally fifteen ninety nine, and it sort of goes around different 
rooms, like a bedroom, and it would be questions about relationships and sex and stuff. And then there'd be mm-hmm. like um, <laughs> traveling, like you'd be on a train carriage. That would be like on screen, it'd be a train carriage. And it would be questions about holidays and camping and yeah. that sort of stuff. It's, and uh, how to explain it? So I asked everybody a question. It said, who's going to be most likely to do this on holiday? And then everyone's got everyone else's pictures on their phone. And you will pick, you'll bet who it's going to be. Yeah. And you get points on it. Um, not, there isn't obviously a right answer, but whoever, no. if everyone picks one person, then that is counted as the correct answer and you will get points. And you can double your points to you get what's called a joker. You can chuck mm-hmm. your joker in if you're confident and you'll get more points if you chuck your joker in and you're right. Mm. It's really good. I played it with uh, my mother-in-law, so <laughs> an older person, and she got it. She got it straight away and loved it. And I played it with a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. It's all at the same time. My, yeah. sis, my sister-in-law, I suppose, that's who she would be. And uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. So six of us. Now, I wasn't aware <laughs> when I played it. I think I texted you this. But it pulled my picture. Every so often in one of the rooms, it will pull someone's picture and it will ask you specific questions about that person. Mm-hmm. And in the bedroom, it pulled my picture. It <laughs> said, oh, let's let's see more. Let's find out more about this person. Yeah. And, it, and it said, um, what is this person, me? What is this person's uh, picture representation of uh, lovemaking or something like that. And um, my mother-in-law, this 15-year-old, my nephew, and a 30-year-old nephew, and they've got to pick a picture of a swan, a lion, a sloth, and what was the other one? A peacock. And they've got to pick which one of those best represents me and my lovemaking ability. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Hey? Swan. It was the swan. Everyone went swan. I think actually the fifteen-year-old said lion, but um, as a piece take obviously. <laughs> obviously, he knows the mannerisms. <laughs> I had to pick as well. Um, yeah. I, I picked swan. I don't really know what a swan is supposed to represent, but I couldn't. Pick kind of lion. politeness, isn't it? That's yeah. the way of politeness. The way I'd for see. Life. Yeah, Romantic. swans pair for life. Yeah, they do. I went swan. Most people went swan, apart from one lion. But yeah, that was quite awkward. <laughs> but the whole game is really good fun every so often as well you get to someone's picture will be on screen and you're, yeah. everyone will get it to their phone and you have to like draw on it um, yeah. as you saw in the trailer that's in the trailer yeah. but yeah it's really good fun really good fun I recommend that a lot and there's three other games coming for Playlink they're all 15 quid each and well, I kind of like the free ones <laughs> but yeah I might buy some more because they're really what good what other fun. games coming uh, um, I can't remember what they're called now. It's not that cop one, is it, from the Until Dawn studio? No, I don't think so. That looks, I was going to say, that looks big budget. No, I don't think it's it's that. What's that called? Well, have you seen the advertisement for these, then? Is it in that game? No, it's not in the game. If you go on the PlayStation Store and go on PlayLink, yeah. and then go see all, there's three more games coming. One's like a Trivial Pursuit type game. Yeah. Um, with quite quirky graphics, obviously like a big, more interactive um, it's just like answering questions. I'll have a look at that in a bit. Definitely. Have you got it there now? You can have a look now. I'll put it on in a minute. It's my touchpads on the other side. I don't want to move because I'm scared of this Boston. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, yeah, it's not put more things online and mess up the audio. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember what the other two games were, but one of them one of them looked really vague. It didn't give much away, but the, the, what it was called was intriguing. That I might be the cop thing. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, they all looked good. I want. I kind of want them all because they're great party games. Yeah, so that was the other game I played, and that's really mm-hmm. good. It's called That's You. It's free at the moment, and you don't need loads of pads, which is the best thing about it. You just use your yeah. phones, and who hasn't got a phone? Next time I have some people around, I'm definitely going to boot that up. Yeah, bust it out. They'll, they'll all have to download the app. Mm. But don't tell yeah, me. I know that, yeah. yeah. Is it six-player? I think it's six-player, isn't six-player it? Six-player tops, yeah. And that's yeah. how many I had around at the time. Perfect. And like any age, as long as they've got a smartphone. And it was a range of phones as well. I mean, me and Danny both got iPhones. Um, I think Bailey, actually, the 15-year-old, he used an iPad. Tom used his yeah. phone, but he's got like a crappy phone. <laughs> the person who struggled most with the app and he kept kicking them out was uh, Vicky, yeah. his sister-in-law. And she's got a bloody Sony phone, like a brand new Sony phone. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, yeah, the irony. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, PlayStation. Yeah, but it worked brilliant on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's talk <laughs> film. Let's go on to films because we've probably been going quite a long time and you've got a ton of films you've watched recently oh just let's start with the Disney's you've watched Jungle Book no I'm going to review these really action. fast <laughs> fire them off go on because I can't remember which ones are going on a bit now Beauty and the Beast the live action Um, added song I think there was a couple of added songs which didn't do anything for me um, the cast were all good they all looked good um, the Beast it looked like to me the Beast they didn't know what they wanted him to look like kind of got stuck between keeping him slightly human um, elements and proper beast and it just didn't it didn't look right at all the beast didn't um, I've not seen this I, I've yeah. got a soft spot for the cartoon yeah the and I love the animation I think it's amazing but mm. this is bang in the middle three out of five I just I wouldn't watch it again unless my daughter says, can we have it on? And it's like a shot just... for shot, isn't it? Isn't it like literally... It is so... quite close, yeah, but it's it just doesn't work in certain parts either. Like, she's good, but... She's... She being, what's her name, Emma Watson? Emma Watson, yeah. Uh, but in the... I mean, Emma Watson's an attractive lady, but Belle, is it Belle? It's mm. Belle, isn't it, in the original? She's, like, made out to be this beauty, and I don't think Emma Watson's, like, a, a stunner... If that may, I'm not saying she's got to be a beauty. Well, it is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but I, I don't think she, I think I don't, I don't really want to slander her because she is an attractive girl. But no, I just I don't not, think, you don't think it was the right pick. Yeah, I don't think she worked really that well with it either. Maybe it's because she looked so young in it as well. Mm. Yeah, because how old was the Beast when he changed? Because he's it's um, an actor. He's a good actor. The guy he's from Legion and he's an actor. the guest. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> Daniel Stevens and he's awesome like that. Daniel Stevens, but oh, he's in know. the guest. How old is he? I don't know. Did it, um, did it look wrong? I didn't like the way they explained how he was turned into the beast. That just felt like I know they have to kind of put that stuff in. Probably, well, they don't have to, but they put it in to help. Mm. And it just that that scene didn't work for me at all. They explain it in the cartoon too. But they don't show you, do they? No, it's like done as um, oh, what's it? Like uh, what's that glass Urban. called? Stained glass, like stained glass windows. Yeah, it's sort of told through a picture book of stained glass yeah. windows, isn't it? 
Yeah. But yeah, it did. It didn't work for me the way they did it in the um, live action. So yeah, bang in the middle for it for you. Okay. Mm. Next. Uh, Jungle Book. Ter- not terrible. Not very good at all. To it for you. Um, I've had people see, go on about this as being really good. Um, the songs which Jungle Book is renowned for just weren't. They just didn't work in this they've kind of got different take on them mm. King Louis I mean I like um, what's his name who does King Louis voice um, Christopher Walken I think he's a fantastic actor but he just doesn't work in this one he's, he's like a gangster and just I didn't like, like it at gangster. all yeah because that's how Christopher Walken talks isn't it like he's got that kind of gangster like mm. and then Shere Khan um, what's his name the Cockney yeah Idris Elba no, he does work Really good. Does he? Um, yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, a Cockney Tiger. He, he's not. He hasn't really got that Cockney accent. Well, I didn't think he had. Um, Bill, just that deep, sexy voice. It's kind of disguised, like you know, when he does the seal, sea lion in um, Finding Dory. Does he? Yeah, you know the sea lion on the rock, Gerald. Oh my Gerald. god, that's. That's Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah. The, I have uh, no idea. I love that film. Yeah, he does that, and um, it, it, he's good in Jungle Book. But uh, and um, the little the kid who plays Mowgli, he's good. To be fair, considering mm-hmm. he had nothing to work with around him. Bill Murray's very good, and Patrick Stewart's good. But some of the CGI, although it's fantastic most of the way through, some of it looks iffy. Mm. And it just, I don't know, again, because I think the original is such a classic and I could watch it over and over and over. Oh, I and do watch it sometimes. So many times. It's so good. Yeah, and it just, like, the elephant song isn't in there. Give it up. <gasps> Two, three. That's not four. in there. No, it's not in there. There's a scene with the elephants, but that song's not in there. And it's just, no. Good. And it's kind of, like, left open at the end for, the, for a sequel because he doesn't go back to the village like he does in the um, animation. You know, when he sees the little girl, yeah, like, and she, she's singing. You know, he just stays in the jungle with Bigira and um, Baloo. Mm. The Baloo song's not as good in this. Bill Murray's very good, but the Baloo's the actual bare necessity song. It doesn't work as well. The songs in Jungle Book are some of the best Disney songs. And um, King Louis' song, it's not as good. Mm. No, so. Sorry to shit on your bong plates, but <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like you will watch it because it's kind of you want to see it, make it and form your own opinion. But I, I I don't know anyone really who said it's as good as the animation. Mm. That's a shame. Well, yeah. to be fair, I don't know what Disney are doing. I don't know why they're remaking all these films because they've run out of ideas. They people hate me for saying this all the time, but. They bought Marvel. That's coming, not coming to an end, but they're kind of like at the peak now for the when the Infinity War films come out for that story. So they're kind of at the phase where they might have to reset the stories. Mm. Maybe new actors, new timelines. They need to take like a six, seven year break. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> they bought, then they bought Star Wars. So they've got Star They bought Lucasfilm, so they've got Star Wars, you know, Indiana Jones. I can't think what else is underneath that LucasArts umbrella. There's probably a bit more, but they own basically all that. And now it's a case of, right, 
we've got Pixar and we've got Disney Animation Studios, who for me are kind of outpacing Pixar a little bit at the moment with their no. last few films. Big Hero 6, Zootropolis, um, Wreck-It Ralph, come on. Was Wreck-It Ralph Disney? Yeah. I didn't think that was that good. It was all right. I Zootropolis was good. What was the other yeah, one I think said? when you put them next to the last um, two or three Pixar films, I think they're just their pace, you know, just... Finding um, Dory 2 is one of the best. Yeah, but We're then you've also track, got... track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I just think it's a case of... Because have you seen The Slate? No. Aladdin's being remade, Lion King's being remade... Um, but they're Mary remaking Pop- it, all of them. Every yeah, single Mary one. Pop- yes. um, what's that one called? Um, Milan. Milan. Oh, Milan. I've never seen Mulan. Is that the... It's Japanese, I think. Yeah, Mulan, um, Aladdin, Lion King, which is not looking forward to at all. The Lion King, um, that's, that's yeah. going to be another fully animated thing, surely. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, so exactly, what's the point? Um, Mary Poppins prequel with Emily Blunt, and that's the only reason I'm interested in that, because it's Emily Blunt. And it's just like people saying, look at that slide, it's amazing. I think it's not amazing. It's filmed, the majority of it are films you've already seen. Mm. So, but, you know, it is what it is. What else? Come on, fire them at me. Um, other films you've watched, Logan's Run. Oh, yeah, I loved that. It was really good. It lived up to the hype. So, um, I've seen, heard loads of film critics. It's on my kind of all-time classics list, so I'm kind of knocking those off here and there, and I watched it, and I was just... I wasn't blown away, because obviously... When's this film from? I've heard of it for ages. Oh, my God. Really old. I think it might be 70s, 80s. I, I, I don't DB, but I don't really want to t- open any of wraps. No, no. <laughs> but um, it's basically... Um, do you know what it's about? No, not at all. Um, the planet's basically... Not dead, but you know, they're all, everybody lives in these domes. It's like one massive city um, in these in these domes, and you live till thirty, and then you go to this um, ev- event, and it's called the carousel, and you you pray to get renewed, which means you get born again. Mm. But basically, everyone's just dying at thirty because there's not enough food and whatnot to feed everyone. But they believe in this carousel, and the, there's these guards in the city called um, Sandmen. And they um, chase runners, the people of the runners who, when their time's nearly up, they've got these diamonds in their hands and they flash different colours. And when it's red, you're basically in your last time or you're trying to do a runner. So they hunt them. And basically the runner meets a girl. He's given a task by the computer which tells him to infiltrate um, the runners. I can't think what they're called now. He does it, but he decides to stay with them. So he runs off. And then he decides to come back to the city to free, try and help free everyone and tell them that you, you can live beyond 30, you can live your lives. Oh. It's, it's a good film, but it's, I don't know if a lot of people can put up with it because of how old it is. It's 1976, I just looked it up. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, another one you watched, Free Fire. Yes, Ben Wheatley, I've killed his fame. Um for me, I don't think you said Kill List fame, but I don't think many people have seen Kill List. Yeah, to me, it's, he's kind of still built. This is his Hollywood calling card, it's been said, because it's kind of like his biggest budget film he's made yet. Oh, is it the director? 
Yeah, and it's uh, Martin Scorsese produced, and basically the IRA are trying to buy um, weapons, and it's going down in a warehouse, and there's two middlemen. There's a girl, um, I can't, I can never pronounce her name. She's at the room. She's at Scott Pilgrim, you know the um, blonde out of Scott Pilgrim. Blondie out of Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend. She sings a song on stage. Oh, I don't know who the actress is. I think it's Lois. Is it Broy Larson or something like that? Broy Larson? Yeah. Um, so she's helping the IRA. She sets it up. And then you've got Army Hammer, who's the American, who's helped the South Africans around just me. And he's fantastic, in it? Army Hammer is. Um, he's the bloke from Social Network. Mm-hmm. He plays one of the twins. And basically, the deal's going down. They get the, the IRA involved in MI6. M16, sorry, but he's brought a different weapon. So Killian Murphy tests the weapon and says, yeah, I'll take it. They're kind of having little spats about it. And then the guys who are meant to be putting the weapons in the van and bringing the weapons in recognise each other because they had a fight the night before and it just blows up from there. And it's <laughs> kind of like a massive shootout in the warehouse with people double-crossing each other. And it is it is good, but and it's only an hour and a half, but towards the end I was kind of a bit like, God, this is... It feel like it's run its course now, and there's still about another 15 minutes left. Mm. And uh, kind of, I don't know. I think it lost its momentum a bit towards the end. Mm. Shame. But, yeah, it's definitely worth watching, and there's a lot of funnies in there. To be fair, I did laugh a lot throughout the film. <laughs> but yeah, don't think it's going to have like massive, amazing shootouts because it's got none. Okay. Not really. No, it's got shootouts, but the comedy kind of like the shooting each other in the leg and. Bullets are deflecting off fans into the back and stuff, and mm. you know what I mean. This guy gets shot in the head, and his brain's on the floor, but he's still alive. It's so, not the sort of film I was expecting when you described it. It's more. Yeah, it's, is it more comedy than serious? It's it's is it is it black comedy they call it, where it's mm. kind of yeah. It gets quite violent towards the end. There's a couple of really nasty scenes at the end, but otherwise it's uh, yeah, it's just more comedy right up until the end. Like the gunshots and that, there's nothing nasty in it. It's right at the end, the last 15 minutes where the violence kicks in quite bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, a couple more films before we get to the big <laughs> film. Um, Nymphomaniac or Nymphomanic? <sighs> yeah, um, I think it's Lars von Trier, or Trier, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, I think I told you about his film before where I watched Antichrist, which was with William Dafoe. Um, that was quite bad. And then... Um, I watched this, and it's basically about a girl. This man finds a girl in an alley. She's all battered. He takes her back to her house, and she confesses all her sins, that she's an infomaniac, and tells him about all her sexual encounters and why she did them, et cetera, et cetera. And he's comparing them with fly fishing. He's making an analogy with fly fishing and musical composition. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's good. It's all right, to be fair. I've only watched volume one. I've still got volume two to watch, but... Um, it's not as saucy as, as I was led to believe, which is good because I was hoping it wasn't going to be like bordering on porn. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I did, if it had been like that, I probably would have just turned it off quite early. But there is a couple of like really rude scenes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah um, good good first half. I'll watch the second half at some point, volume two. So is it not a film? It's like a series. No, it's a film. He made it as a film, but he split it into two, a bit like Kill Bill, because he had too much material. Oh, okay. Okay. I uh, couldn't recommend that to anyone, because it's 
it's such a strange one. Some people are watching it and just think this is arty farty shite, and some people are watching it and enjoy it because of the tale between her and her father in parts is really sweet. Mm. But, yeah. Okay, one more. Uh, Europa Report. Oh, yeah, that was it. I enjoyed that. Um, basically, um, scientists send um, a crew to Jupiter's moon, Europa, to drill an expedition to find out if there are any living organisms there because they think there is underneath the ice. Mm. Um, on the way, you find out at the beginning that no one from the crew survived, and as it goes on, it's kind of like found footage, but it's all—it's not shaky cam. It's found footage from inside the visors, of the helmets, and the security—not security cameras. The you know the camera feeds from in the um, spaceship mm. shuttle, I should probably say. Um, and um, it's—it wasn't brilliant. You can tell it's low budget. There wasn't a big budget there, but I enjoyed it. Mm. So one that sounds really, interesting. I've never heard yeah, of it is, before. I don't know if you class it as high concept, but um, I hadn't heard of it, and then I saw it on Twitter, and I thought, I'm going to give it a go. So, yeah, I like that. It's only about an hour and a half as well. Cool. Yeah, I liked it. What was that on? Film 4. Film 4. Mm-hmm. You'd recognise quite a few people in the cast. Is it British? No, uh, well, I don't know if it's British, but like Charlotte Char- Copley, out of Free Fire, he's, in it. he's out of um, District 9. You know so many actors' names. I never know any of them. I don't know if I've pronounced that right, though. <laughs> well, um, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you, you recognise a couple of them out of that. Um, I think it one's Michael... I can never pronounce his name. Inquist. He died a month back. He was in the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm, Have you seen it. that? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he was in the original films. Um, he was the reporter. Good actor. Mm. Right, on to the big one. Cast yes. three. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. I saw Cast three at the cinema. I thought it was all right. Not great. Cast don't do it for me. I don't know what it is. No, I mean, yeah, I'm like that. I watch them. I am. I still. I do think the first is a really good film. Second's quite poor. I've never seen the second. It's got some really funny moments here. They focused on Mater, didn't they? I've got so no idea. loved him from the original. Yeah, but he's just. They shouldn't have focused the whole film around him because he's made as that kind of comedy relief. Yeah, not the main, um, not the star. Yeah, and I, I really do like the first Cars film. I think it's got a lot of heart. I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. It, I just think it's... Even though a lot of people don't connect to it, it's still got that Pixar magic, the emotions in there mm. for me, especially the ending. Um, oh, I welled up a few times, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But second one, obviously not so much. There's nothing there really to tug on the heartstrings. Mm. Um, the third one, I did see see it, in, but it didn't really have an effect on me. I thought it was quite touching towards the end, but nothing else really got me going. Could you see exactly where it was going? Oh, I think it was it's basically um, signposted, isn't it? Oh, God, it's so... It's like, yep, okay, so Cliche, that's going yeah. to happen. Yep. Oh, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No twists. I mean, it was all right. Yeah, it's just just all right. Mm. Um, but one thing I was thinking when I was watching it, because just before um, the new trailer with the Toy Story in it, what was that? What's it called? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts trailer dropped, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's finally happened!" Yeah, the graphics in because they include it's Disney meets Final Fantasy, isn't it? 
Yeah. And they've got the Toy Story characters in there. And it's like, oh my God, they look exactly like the Toy Story <laughs> film. And yeah. it's so amazing. They finally reached this pinnacle and they said they were going to do it at PlayStation 3 and they didn't manage it. And now we're here, and it literally looks like Toy Story because it's Toy Story. And I was watching Cars 3, and some of the background shots, I was like, have they shot real footage and put these cars over the top? Because this is insane. Yeah, because it might look good, that Final Fantasy might, but if you put it next next to probably Toy Story 4, it probably won't look good. No, but you put Toy Story 1 next to Toy Story 4. Yeah. And it... I mean, if you watch Toy Story One now, you can yes. see. You don't have to compare it. You just know it's. They've watch Toy Story way. Two, and it looks dated next to Toy Story Three. Yeah, so really bad. Yeah, oh, it's weird. Very little textures, and yeah. although it's still impressive, the textures are nothing like what they did. I mean, the biggest step for me, going off topic a little bit, was Monsters Inc. When yeah. they when they showed him Monsters Inc. and there is it Sully. Yeah, all his hairs, the way they move, and sort of like, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah but particularly I remember thinking it during um, the last The Good Dinosaur mm-hmm. some of the backgrounds and the just yes. the, the vista shots it's like yeah that's that's real surely sorry to god that's real it's amazing yeah and they just blend it with these cartoon animations and it's so yeah. clever but it kind of took yeah. me out of it with cars but does that make you wonder if they do what they did, um, they did for that um, the vanishing of Ethan Carter, where they go out and photography and they take photograph photographs <laughs> and put them straight into their I don't know whatever it is because they did that with the vanishing of Ethan Carter, didn't they? They like, went out and took pictures of real rocks, trees, and that, and then they just put them in game and kind oh, of. I've no doubt that they they photograph these things for like thousands of times before they and mm. then they make their own. But I don't think Pixar would have anything in it that wasn't made from scratch. Yeah. They'd use photos as references. They may take a close-up of a rock and use it as a texture guide, but I think everything would be made from scratch. Yeah. With the beach scene and some of the scenes when they're driving through the woods, it's so, so good. Mm. But anyway, let's talk about the actual big film. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Dunkirk. Yeah, you've seen it. Your mm-hmm. dad went and seen it, and he came back yeah. to your house as soon as he finished and interrupted the podcast. Yeah. So, what did you think of it, and what did uh, Mister Holmes Senior think of it? Uh, it's not. It's Mister Stanley. My father is. Oh, is it Mister <laughs> Stanley? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, um, he was. My dad's a big history buff. Um, he was just blown away by it all. He just said. He's like me. He's seen loads of people moaning about why didn't they cover this? Why didn't they cover that? And Christopher Nolan's own words were, there's over 300,000 stories, different stories, from Dunkirk. So no one's... I had to cherry-pick what I thought would be, convey best a film. Mm. So you went for three different stories and combined, and you know brought them together. And it works. It's, um, I think it'll go down as one of the greatest pieces of cinema ever. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be. It, it's kind of. It's some people are going to hate on it, and that's fair enough. They can hate on it, but it doesn't take away from what this film achieves. Um, it's probably one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life. Some of the cinematography is amazing. Um, I don't think there's any CG shots in the film. I could be wrong, but there I did read. Be that, some. 
There was 63 marine, 63 boats in the water, the largest ever marine unit used on film in the history of movies because he was determined not to use CG boats because he said it just wouldn't, he wouldn't convey to the actors what was happening. Um, the, the spitfire scenes, the, the dogfights in the sky are oh, just stunning. To think he put IMAX cameras on the sides of these planes. and mm. It's, I don't know. Did you see amazing. it in IMAX? Um, I didn't get to see it in IMAX. My cousin did, and he said he just blown away he's going again he is to IMAX because he said he's got to see it again before it leaves the cinemas mm-hmm. I will see it again um, I'm not sure when but I probably will get to see it at some point point. Yeah, and there's not much dialogue in it which obviously everyone knows about but um, it's it's not about any individual it's it's about Dunkirk do you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's about getting these men I know you don't see any women but the real story there was men women and getting all these people off the beach these soldiers and getting them home so that we could defend our country mm. and fight back at some point. And obviously, they tell you at the start of the film, it was like a military disaster. Um, it's just, I just, it's hard to describe because it just blew me away. Just a brilliant piece of filmmaking. The music in it, oh my God. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. You know, just when I think, oh, can he can he make anything better? And he just keeps doing it and keeps doing it. <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's a special film. It's something that I think everybody should see in the cinema if they're interested in the film because it's a proper cinema experience. And that's yeah. what Christopher Nolan does. He, he Like Steven Spielberg in the past, he brings the event to the cinema. Christopher Nolan related film is a big event to get excited about for um, anyone who's into films in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I probably won't see it at the cinema, but I do want to see it. I mean, if you like, I say, if you want to see it, you should try and make time to see it in the cinema just to see it. I mean, how loud it is in the cinema as well really will. It helps. Like mm. how loud those planes sound when you're in the cinema. How loud those bullets sound when you're in the cinema, especially when they're shooting at them and they're hitting the boats and and the soundtrack's kicking in and it's brilliant. It's a cinema experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. What did your dad think? He loved it. Yeah, he just he said it was brilliant. It just I can't remember I can't remember the names of the planes, but my dad knows a lot about the war and the tanks, planes, boats and all that. And he was on about the um, planes the Germans used for dive bombing. Mm. We should have got him saying, on, shouldn't we? Say again. We should have got him on. Yeah. <laughs> Another voice, just for the Dunkirk bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he wasn't on his shift, so I should I would have got him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he was just blown away by it all. He just had, he didn't have a bad word to say about it. He's probably more pissed off about people moaning about certain elements. Mm. Mm. So highly recommended. Best film of the year? Oh, yeah. For me so far, yeah. And I didn't think anything would have take La La Land because of, I think La La Land's... I still think it's an amazing piece of cinema. But... Um, You're the only person I know that's seen that and thought it was good. I know the really? critics loved it, but I know three people who went to see it and they all said they got bored and didn't really like it. Mm. Not, Not... 
into their films than the no the way um, I suppose it's the prob- a problem that some people might have with it is the fact that it's kind of it's not a full on musical um, but it's not like the story there isn't the greatest do you know what I mean mm. one meets girl, girl and they fall in love and then their careers take on different ways um, and then they have a decision to make and you know what I mean but it just I just enjoyed it and like I said some people say it's ridiculous but I just found it, a, it was just a sweet film just like I don't know maybe it was just it was the right time when I saw it originally for me mm. you know what I mean it's nice to see a film like that though like with everything that's going on in the world recently yeah. to watch something that you can just forget about it all yeah uplifting yeah yeah not like Dunkirk <laughs> No, I don't know, but Dunkirk does have a kind of inspiring ending. Mm. Yeah. One of those bittersweets. Yeah, yeah, because... No, I'm not going to go into it. Uh, yeah, it's just inspirational. The ending yeah. is with the music and everything, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've woke up and never had my cup of tea. Yeah, this is the most awake you've been. Sorry, I was drink- I'm going to stop drinking beer. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, yeah. your hay fever tablets too. Hay fever tablets, yeah. I haven't had them for a bit, actually. That's probably why. Which ones do you take? Um, Loratadine from Aldi. They're good. Well, they're the least likely to make you drowsy. Are they? Yeah. Loratadine's the least likely, then it's tyrosine. And then mm. the chloramphenamine is the one that will more than likely knock you out. Mm. Then put me to sleep on my break at work once. <laughs> no way. Yeah, not for long. I knew I had to get back down, but I was like, oh, can I fall asleep? Can I fall asleep? Are we doing um, Stranger Things 2? Oh, yeah, trailer. let's talk about the trailer. Stranger Things 2 trailer, and then we'll mm. wrap it up. Actually, one question before, looking at my list of things we're going to talk about, Overcooked, which you've already spoken about, mm-hmm. I forgot to ask you how the four-player with two pads works. I haven't tried it like that because I've got three pads and we all use one each. So I'm guessing it must be quite simple and I'm guessing one person just controls a person with... Yeah, it's only two buttons. Um, so obviously the analog stick moves everyone round and then it's X2... Um, it's X2, pick up dishes, put dishes down, grab through, get... You know, get items out the baskets and put them on the side. And square mm. is actions. So you hold, you tap square to chop. Um, you tap square to wash dishes, or you hold square to wash dishes, I think. And um, you know, when you want to take soup out of the pan, you take, you hold your dish, you take it over, you press X because it scoops. Um, same with you when you're putting your steaks in the frying pans and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's um, really good. I'm, I'm going to guess that with the analog sticks, it would be a case of... The uh, shoulder buttons. L1 and R1. L1, L2, sorry, yeah. 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 And then one person just uses the right side of it with the 3D stick, and then the other side of it with another 3D stick just yeah. gets used. Quite fun. I'll have a look at that tomorrow because I'm sure it would tell me on the um, options. But yeah, the the only thing I don't like about the game is it does that thing, like the free to play games that only levels only start to unlock when if you've got enough stars. 
Yeah. And because obviously I'm playing with the kids, oh, we've yeah. just been doing one star in the levels and moving on, and we've got to like level 20. And um, some think they're like that level 20, and um, could be a bit less than that. And we haven't got enough stars, and so we're having to go back through levels and keep hitting them and hitting them and hitting them to try and get more stars. And it's a bit frustrating because they're like me, they want to see some progress, you want to be making progress and not having to repeat levels over and over. I don't mind that system because I think if you need that many stars, it must it sort of shows that you need that level of... But what I don't like about it, Ant, is they did it in like um, Sonic All-Stars Racing, which is a great game, but how is that any fun for a little kid who just wants to play through the campaign on amateur mode yeah. or whatnot? Just let them play the game and enjoy it. Don't... It's like that... What's that game? Parappa the Rapper. If you play it on easy, you can only play the first three stages. How is that fair? <laughs> That's not fair. That's rubbish. Exactly. And like my son, my daughter loves Prapa the Rapper, but she and mate, I struggled my arse off to finish that game off on normal. Mm. So they should just put an easy mode in for kids to be able to play through it and enjoy the songs. Yeah. I started playing Mario Kart on my uh, on the Switch because you can do acceleration assistance and steering mm. assistance. And basically, yeah. she could put it down and just watch it and it would erase it. But she loves it because she does have control, but she can't really crash. She doesn't have to worry about holding the accelerator and braking. Yeah. It does all that for her. So she she really enjoys that. Do um, Nintendo still make games for the DSs and stuff? The 2DS, 3DS, whatever? 3DS, yeah. But I don't know. I doubt. Oh, yeah, 2DS. Not the old DS Slim and stuff. Yeah. Because they've released a new one, haven't they now? New 2DS XL. Yeah. Um, £130, which is anyways, like a good price. And um, I've entered the competition to him, and probably won't win it. Because I didn't realise my dad loved Mario Kart as much as he did, so I was going to say to my brother and sister, should we all chip in and get him a 2DS <laughs> XL for Christmas-like yeah. in Mario Kart? But I just wanted to make sure they're making, still making games for it, because Harrison wants one as well. He wants to get the bigger version of his... But they are still making them, but I don't know for how much longer. So why would they release the new system? Because it's a massive back catalogue of amazing games. They're always releasing new 3DSs and 2DSs mm. and DSs and limited See, I didn't, DSs. I didn't know whether it would be better off my dad having a Switch. Do you know what I mean? With Mario Kart 8. It would, it would be better than for him to have a Switch. Yeah. It's a better game. Yeah. It's Mario Kart 8. It's a lot more. It's a lot more money, though. <laughs> yeah, he loves Mario Kart. It's the best. I forgot. Mario Kart. I totally forgot how much he loves it. And you can play with him. Just break the pads oh, off. Switch. I'd give him my Wii U. To be fair, but if you start to play Mario Kart eight again, you don't have to. You don't have to have a Switch. You can just take that pad off each. Then? Oh, did you hear that? No, it's not Alexa. It's like thing. a. No, I had a noise coming go do do do. What your end? Yeah. Oh, it's just to say my battery's gone to 10%. That was it. Oh, right. On your phone? Yeah. Still fine, though. I'd last a bit of room, that will. Oh, would it? Let's get Stranger Things in. You know, what I was going to say about Mario Kart, you wouldn't need a Switch of your own. you just take off... You have a little joypad each. Oh, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying, yeah. yeah. Play it on the big screen. Yeah. Or on the small screen. Mm-hmm. I started playing Pikmin with my little girl. Pikmin 3. I bought the yeah. new Pikmin Amiibo. It's a new yeah. Amiibo because they've just released a new Pikmin on the 3DS. I've tried the demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't bother with the whole game. It's not the same. 
But I bought the Amiibo because I love Pikmin. Yeah. And Nora was really interested in it. I wanted to know what they were. I said, well, I'll show you. They're on, I got the game on on the Wii U. So I started playing it. And she loves it. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. She doesn't play it. She just watches me and tells me what to do. And points out when, I'm, when the Pikmin are and what they're doing and what <laughs> things to go and kill and stuff. Little dictator she is. So we're playing that at the moment. She loves it. Really? Yeah. But anyway, what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, Stranger Things 2, yep. the trailer. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Brilliant trailer. I love it. Yeah, really, really good. I think I'm going to have to watch the first season for it again before that comes out, yeah. yeah oh, I don't know if I've got time, but yeah, I want to. That's the, yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? It's having time to dedicate. Was it 10 hours? Yeah. And I really want to watch it again, but I'm thinking to myself, 10 hours, that's... That's a lot of time. And if I started watching it now, I'd probably just about finish it in one episode a week in time for this new season. Mm. Worth it, though. So good. Mm. Yeah. It is. Love Stranger Things. But yeah, Stranger Things too. Oh, my God. It hit every nostalgia note going. It was so good. Yeah. It, it was. It was almost like a music video. It was just... Yeah. So... Oh, it's brilliant. Love the Ghostbusters outfits they're wearing. Yeah. Looks so good. I didn't realise that it was that old a film, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. You don't actually know what year it's setting, though, do you? Um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I don't think there's an actual year in there, is there? Mm. It's definitely the 80s, but, like, there's no actual date, is there? I think it's 83. Is it? I think it did have a proper date. You might, you might be right. It could just be me. I could be confi- mixing it up with something else that I've seen. Have a little Google. 1983, yeah. Mm. In November 1983, in the US Department of Energy Laboratories in town of Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah, yeah 1983. Bang, check me out with that. I pulled that right out the bag. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, yeah. Yeah, it was a great trailer. The way they've done it, the way, um, I can't remember his name. What was his name now? Will. The kid who went missing, Will, yeah, when he kind of like, by the arcade changes to the um, upside down, yeah, is it the upside down place or world to call it the upside down world, yeah, yeah. Reminded me of um, Silent Hill, the room when yeah. that happened. Yeah, there's a scene in that where you go into a bathroom and you come out and it's like you've swapped. It's like oh shit. Yeah, and then you had the like it comes outside and you've got that creature kind of in the storm. Mm, that massive thing. Yeah, I had climbed a block. I don't know why, I think it's just because of watching the film, but I, it, straight away, the first film that pops in my head when I see something like that is Cloverfield. I don't I've know why. I haven't seen Cloverfield, or have I seen Cloverfield? I've seen Cloverfield, I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield. You haven't seen what? Isn't there a spin-off? It, there's a second film called 47 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that one. Is that what it is, 47 or just Cloverfield Lane? I don't know. That's the one I haven't seen. I think I've seen Cloverfield. Or is Cloverfield a spin-off of something else? Um, the first film was like about... Is it a fan footage, Alien Invasion? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, and then the second one, um, without people knowing, it's kind of like... Um, she's kind of in an underground bunker, isn't she? Mary mm. Elizabeth Winstead, is it? Yeah, and it's like a, a sequel. Have you seen it? We didn't, no, I haven't, no. It's a good film, that is really good. Yeah, I've heard that. I want to watch that. You should watch that. I really enjoyed that idea. 
Um, yeah, that was a bit of a tangent, but yeah, I think it looks right. I mean, no, it's going to be good, isn't it? It's, it's definitely going to be, be good. good. Yeah. The only thing I didn't really understand, or they looked a bit odd, was they've looked, at some point in the trailer it looked like they had caught something in their fake yes cardboard homemade Ghostbuster yeah. ghost trap. Yeah, I was like, ah, what's going on there? Yeah, I'm sure it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But it just looks so good. I can't wait. When's it? They'll open it. It'd be like a rat or something that comes in. Yeah, <laughs> silly like that. Yeah, and um, Elle's back, know. isn't she? She comes. Obviously, she's coming back. Yeah, no yeah she's in the that. trailer. I think I, I would have kept it out of the trailer though. The only thing though is, if she returns like that, is that going to be kind of like an overlapping time structure? Because he's leaving food at the end of the original one, and we all yeah frozen waffles. Yeah. We all imagine he's leaving it for her, don't we? Mm. So we'll see with that. That'd be interesting. Plus, obviously, her mom. We had a right. She go back oh, to no. her mom. No, her mom. Yeah. Hell. She go back to her mom. She was like was off she... her face, half dead, though, wasn't she? I can't remember. She was. She's kind of been driven insane by the fact that they told her she didn't. She hadn't. Her daughter died, did they say? But she knew the took her. Yeah, like but that. also like a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of good trailers the last week, obviously with Comic Con. Mm. Have you seen the new Eat trailer? No, you sent it to me and I haven't watched it yet. Oh, did I send it to you? I knew I'd sent it to a few. Mm, yeah, you sent it to me on WhatsApp, but I've not watched it yet. Yeah, um... Good? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what my dad made me put on last night as well afterwards. He was going, oh, have you at these new trailers? Justice League. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, come on for me then. <laughs> so I had to boot the computer up, show him all these trailers. <laughs> Where'd you put trailers on? Where'd you watch them through? YouTube. On the PlayStation? Yeah. Yeah. You do that? Yeah. And I really like watching them on the phone. You don't kind of get the same feeling for it, do you? No. I watch it if I'm, it's from not that not like really interested in yeah yeah well it's Justice League trailer was okay I'm not I'm trying not to get too excited about it even though I'm looking forward to it mm. um, and Ready Player One which I thought was oh, really good oh but, yeah you've started the book have you started the book yeah I've read the first um, is it the prologue before the story was that the epilogue prologue prologue yeah Epilogue's I've read the after. prologue do what? Epilogues after, I think. Yeah, I thought it was that old enough. So I've read the prologue. Um, I've read the first chapter. And just I kind of had to drag myself away from it because I don't want to finish it too quick. Mm. I want to like tap my time and savor it. Yeah, because it's already the references, eighties references are just you know like bringing out the cheat, the Cheshire grin. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get that. I think try and read it. Yeah. Try and catch you up. It is, it's really good. I sent you a picture, didn't I, of the first chapter's description? Uh, yeah, just chapter I didn't read it much of it. I thought it was just like you saying you're starting it. Now, did you did you get that picture I sent you today, what it says? Uh, I don't think I read it, though. I think it was just like... It says chapter one, but underneath it's like 1.1. Yeah, it says level one. Being human totally sucks most of the time. Video games are the only thing that makes life bearable. <laughs> 
just as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna send that to my friends, <laughs> yeah, especially Chris, because Chris doesn't read a lot, and I knew he'd love that because he's always saying that. Yeah. That he, he plays video games to get away from the shit that happens in real life. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, Ready Player One being made into film, but obviously a book that I've heard a lot about for a long time yeah. because obviously I roll in video game circles or lots of chat about video games, it always comes up. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say it's not a very good book, but, you know, because people say it's, it's a bit of a hack. But I don't care. If, it, if, it, if I find it interesting, it ticks the boxes for me, then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Sugar, my phone's gone down to four percent. We've gone long, let's uh, (laughs) let's wrap it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Wheeling Grow Up podcast. If you want to catch us on Twitter, Mm -hmm. I'm at Anthony Holtz. Dave is at Dave Holmes eighty two. The podcast, obviously, you've listened to it, so you found it on the website or on uh, iTunes. Rate it and subscribe if you uh, enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time. No, 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 it's only, uh, it's only, um, forever. I need a bigger ruler, really, but I'm going to do it with a foul tip to make it look a bit dark.